You all know, right? The church is one generation away from extinction. So, praise God, we got little kids in here, um, up here, and doing those things. The church is always one generation away from extinction. Now, there are certain times in your life where you wish you could just talk to your mom. I'm having a lot of those right now as all these changes and challenges happen around me and in my life and with my family. But I can't talk to my mom. She's been with Jesus now for 15 years. But I think of her often. And and I've thought of her a lot lately, um, especially this week as I prepared today's message continuing our, our Rooted in Christ teaching series. You see, one of my mom's favorite movies was The Wizard of Oz. She, she had it on DVD, and any time it came on TV, she would stop just for a moment to try to watch just any little bit of it. She, she loved that movie, and, and then she passed that love of that movie on down to me. But what really reminds me of my mom when I think of, of, that, of that movie, The Wizard of Oz, is how courageous she was in raising me and my three siblings. You see, my mom and dad were not afraid to make sure that we kids were growing in the faith. Mom would do devotions with us before we'd wait for the bus every morning to arrive. And and my parents were courageous to make a certain eighth grader skip out of a whole year of soccer. So that he could grow in his faith. It took courage way back in 1993 and 94 for parents too to decide that they want their family rooted in Christ. And and when we speak of courage and we, we think of the Wizard of Oz, who do our minds go to? The lion, right? The The lion, that that cowardly lion, all he wanted was courage. Wouldn't it be nice to just have a, a little bit more courage in our faith? Courage to stand up for the truth. Courage to speak to others in a kind and loving way. Courage to call them out as we share the gospel of Jesus with them. Courage to be in the world, but not of the world. We all need that extra dose of courage. Courage in Christ that comes from the Holy Spirit. And you and I, we need it because it's going to take faith. It's going to take great courage to stand up for the truth today and tomorrow and into the foreseeable future in a society that wants nothing to do with Jesus. So today, as we learn more about being rooted in Christ, we begin by looking at a man who had great courage. A man who was not afraid to stand up for God in a world that was full of corruption and evil. Today we're going to start by looking at this man named Noah, who lived in a world much like we do today. If you want to follow along, we're in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, that... Kent just read for us and following. 
If you look into the text, what you're going to see right off the bat is that God is not pleased with what's going on. He's not pleased at all with what's going on in his created world. This earth was no longer a perfect paradise that, that he had created. And if you read through this, you can see how quickly almost all of humanity forgets. They forgot about the one who created everything. They forgot about the one who blessed them with everything. You could see how quickly they forgot about God. And he was disgusted. God was disgusted so much that he was willing to wipe away all that he created. He said, I will blot out man. I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I made them. Think about how bad things must have been. So corrupt, so ugly, that the Lord who created it all was sorry that he made them and willing to destroy his entire creation. Yet amongst all this corruption, God found favor in Noah. And, and Noah walked with God. What incredible courage, right? Think about this. What incredible courage it must have taken for Noah, living in a world of violence and excess and evil, to stand up for truth, for morality and decency, when everyone else around him was celebrating all that is evil and corrupt. And then on top of it, Noah was publicly known to worship the Lord. He wasn't afraid to let people know this. So it took courage for him to do this in an ever-corrupt society. And eventually Noah heard from the Lord on what he was to do. As Chad told the kids, and you all know, do, you know, he was to build an ark. To build an ark to store food for him and his family, or at least part of his family, at least three of his kids, right? We don't know about what happened to the rest of them but at least three of his kids and all those animals too. And here's the thing, without complaining one bit, without complaining, it says in verse 22, Noah did this. No discussion, no asking for clarification, no deliberation. God commanded and Noah did. That took courage. And it was more than courage to build an ark where there was no water or signs of massive amounts of water showing up anytime soon. It was the courage that Noah had to stand up in a world filled with sin and willingly do what God created him to do. Noah was doing what God put him in this world to do. He was living his life according to the will and plan of God, obeying God's will and his law. Noah was living in this absolute state of humility and dependence on God and God's promises for him. You see, 
Noah depended on God for everything. Utter and total dependence on the mercy of God to care for him and his family in the wretched world. He was so dependent that it was the Lord who shut the door to the ark. Genesis 7, 16 says, Those who entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. That's important. The Lord shut him in. I imagine God saying to Noah, No, I got this. Not you got this. Not No, you go ahead and pull this door shut and make sure it's sealed nice and tight. No, God saying to Noah, I got this. I'm going to take care of you. No matter what happens amidst this storm that is coming, I'm going to take care of you. And this courage that Noah had for this full trust and dependence of God shows us something. We can learn a lot from him. We can learn a lot from Noah. Not only is he courageous to live according to the ways of God in a corrupt world, but he is courageous enough to depend on God for everything. Honestly, we're right there now too. More so than ever, we need to have courage. We need to trust in God. We need to root ourselves deeper in Christ. There's a lot to digest here. Well, let's start off with the cowardly lion in each of us. You see, this cowardly lion that it lives in each of us, where we struggle to live a godly life in a corrupt world. Every day, you and I alike are faced with choices and opportunities to be different. We know how we're supposed to live, but it's hard. It's super hard, and it takes courage. And that's because so many of the people around us, most of the people in this society are taking the coward's way out. It's much easier to follow the world than to have courage. It's much easier to follow the world than be a leader living out this discipling life of following Jesus. So if this is the case, this means we each need to identify in our own lives what is the thing, what is the person, what is it that sometimes pulls us away from where our focus should be. Uh, Another way to ask this question is simply, what is the most important thing in our life? So think about that for a second. For yourself, don't tell me. But, but what is the most important thing in your life? For, for many, it's your family. It's your children. It's your grandchildren. For others, it's, it's a relationship. It's a job. It's the pursuit of more. It takes having courage, like like Noah, to make and show others that our faith in Jesus Christ is important, and it's the most important thing in our lives. Look at your schedule this week. 
Look at your schedule this week. Do you make time for everything else and then think about Jesus? Or do you work everything else around Jesus and your faith in Christ? I'm not saying everything has to be about the church and, and doing things within the church. But where are your priorities? Where are your thoughts? Where are you focused in this world? It's so easy to be sucked away. This is a difficult question for us. And if it's a difficult question for us, that means God is at work in our hearts. He wants us rooted in him, not in our kids, not in our activities. He wants us rooted in him. And we can come up with all our excuses. I've done it, you've done it, we continue to do it, right? I hear good ones, let's put that in quotes, right? I hear good ones all the time. It takes courage to be different. It takes courage to take a stand. It takes courage to make God and being rooted in him the most important thing in our lives and then so into our family's lives. All around you are people who are missing from church week after week. All around us are, are people who are floating closer to being pulled away by the pull of the world. Maybe, maybe these people are like those that surrounded Noah. Threw tomatoes at him, laughed at him. Maybe they don't believe that a flood is coming. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they just don't care that, that what they're doing is contrary to God's word, contrary to God's will. Or, or maybe they do, but they've just backslid a little bit. They've been sucked up into the ways of the world, unplugged from God a little bit more. They just think they can do it on their own. We, as disciples of Jesus, we as followers of Christ, know that we're to be rooted in him. And when we're rooted in him, it takes courage to do this. It takes courage to know that, yes, we mess up, but he still has his love for us. It takes courage to reach out to these people who are being pulled away and say, hey, are you doing okay? I haven't seen you in a while. It takes courage to turn the other cheek. It takes courage to stand up for the truth and love. You who are rooted in Christ, do you have this courage? Yes! You do! You see, it's inside you. It's called the Holy Spirit. Right? The Holy Spirit that's brought you to this faith. The Holy Spirit that keeps you into this faith. The Holy Spirit that helps you grow in this faith. I know, maybe you don't think you got it, right? We just heard it. No! But you do. Do you think Noah had it all together all the time? Do you think as he was building that ark 
That he was courageous the whole time? No, of course not. Because he wasn't perfect. He needed to trust. He needed to rely on God. He needed to be rooted in him. You're not perfect, neither am I. Our courage will waver from time to time. But God calls us to root in him. He calls us to put our full courage and trust in him. Just like when he commissioned Joshua. So there you go. Here's our tie-in together from that other reading that Kent's had. Joshua 1, beginning with verse 6. Hear what the Lord says. Joshua, Joshua 1, it says, uh, Joshua chapter 1, beginning with verse 6, it says this. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The theme runs throughout this entire section, right? Verse, be strong and courageous, verse 6. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. But it's not just to be strong and courageous in yourself. It's a return to God. It's a call back to Him. He's telling Joshua, He's telling us that we can return again and again and again to the gospel promises of God, of our Lord, for assurance, strength, and courage. And he's telling us where we can find it, in the word. When we forget what the Lord has promised us, what are we to do? Return back to the word. Return to where we can find that truth. Root ourselves in that word of God's promises, strength, and courage. Verse 9, then, right? He says it again, be strong and courageous. Three times in three verses, he tells us this. Why? To reinforce this message of courage. Not on who we are, but based solely on God. On his presence, his word of promise. Joshua here is to serve the Lord. But this is the second most important part. The most primary importance in this section is that the Lord will continue to serve Joshua first. Done through the word. And it's only for that reason that Joshua can serve. So guess what? It means it's the same thing for us. The purpose of God's word here is to reinforce in our minds that there's no need to be afraid, no matter what's coming. But to have courage, not in ourselves, not on ourselves, but courage based on God, on God's love, on God's presence, on God's promise to never forsake us. Every day, God continues to serve us, and then we serve him courageously. We learn from Joshua. He calls us to repent when we fail to live out a courageous life in this world. 
And yet this is where our courageous faith in Christ is seen the best. When we stand up and we admit that we don't have it all together, that we've made mistakes, we know we are forgiven for our failures and our weaknesses, you know what we're doing? Is we're removing that cowardly lion from inside us. We're living with the courage of the Holy Spirit empowering us to trust God and live in a corrupt day and age. Every day it takes courage for you and I to be rooted in Christ, putting our full faith and trust in him with everything. It means that trusting God to work through you, even when you're not sure about what you're doing, it means living in confidence that dark days are not without end. It means believing that the arc of your life will not drift forever. God will intervene. He will bring rest. And as a courageous disciple of Jesus, you count on God to do what God has promised to do. It's my prayer, friends, that in the days to come, whatever they may bring, that like Noah and and Joshua, you have the courage to make God the number one priority in your life and to share that with others. It's my prayer that you have the courage to live for God in a corrupt world. It's my prayer that you have the courage to share the love of Christ with those in your neighborhoods. And finally, it is my prayer that you grow in your faith and in your courage in our Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, shedding that cowardly lion and rooting yourself deeper in Christ and his never-ending love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.